hello everyone. How are you doing? My name is Tosin Additional and welcome to another episode of God Talk. If you read the story about the plagues and how everything happened, to be honest, the plagues were just God's ways of proving to Egypt that he was the one true God. Egypt had a lot of gods. If you look at it, even the first few plagues that uh, Moses brought, the Egyptian magicians were able to do the same thing. So nothing scared them. They were like, they had everything. What do you want to bring that we cannot give you, you know, that we cannot give you back? But then God said the point of everything was because God wanted to show himself as the one true God. And then he also showed that, see the children of Israel, they are mine. Don't touch them. They are mine. Oh, just imagine God speaking for you like that. God saying, don't touch her. She's mine. Don't touch him. He's mine. Every time God told Moses to send a plague, he always ended it with, then they will know that I am the Lord. So God was putting it in their hearts that this is the hand of God. This is the finger of God. We have to just obey because where, how he sent frogs, he sent gnats, flies, plague against livestock. He sent plague of festering boils, hail, locusts, darkness, and then death. When you look at all of these things, you know that they are not coincidences. There is someone behind the scenes who is sending these things out, who is controlling all of this, you know, happenings. So what does that tell us? God is in control of the elements. He's in control of everything. And here's the thing. It's not just for the children of Israel. It's also for us. In Jesus Christ, we have the same backing. We have the same defense. God can also defend us the way he defended the children of Israel. If you look at the plagues, especially the one of darkness and the one of death, there was a clear distinction between the camp of the Israelites, ocean where the children of Israel were, things were good. There was light. Then, you know, by heeding to God's instruction, by marking their doorposts and all of that, the spirit of death, you know, passed over them. God clearly makes a distinction between those that are his and those that aren't. I can rest in the knowledge of the fact that yes, everyone here may be doomed for destruction, but God knows me. He knows that I am his, so he will set me apart. God makes a distinction between those that are his and those that aren't. So you do not need to fear that, oh, everywhere, you know, everybody here in this place or where I live or there are this, there are that. God sees you and he knows that you are different and he has set you apart. So when there's coming judgment, just know that you're safe. If he gives you an instruction, maybe he tells you to leave like Lot, like he told Lot, better leave you. For example, even with the children of Israel, he told them to mark their doorposts, you know, with blood so that when the angel of death comes, he will pass over them. So yeah, do what he says you should do. Another thing about God is that he can move people's hearts. If you look at 11, chapter 11, verses 2, God said, tell all the Israelite men and women to ask their Egyptian neighbors for articles of gold and silver. Now the Lord had caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the people of Israel. And if you look at chapter 12, verses 36, it says the Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the Israelites and they gave the Israelites whatever they asked for. So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. What can't this God 
do? Oh, I mean, literally, what can't he do? He can cause us to find favor in the eyes of others. So it's an actual thing. You can ask God to help you find favor with man. He can. The entire chapter 14 is the climax of the story. God showed himself as almighty. Let's look at it. After Pharaoh had told the children of Israel to go, you know, he was still mourning the death of his son and all of that. He told them to go. They had left. They were on their way. So chapter 14 verses 1 says, Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses. Order the Israelites to turn back and camp at Ihaheroth between Migdor and the sea. Camp there along the shore across the Balsiphon. Then Pharaoh will think the Israelites are confused. They are trapped in the wilderness. And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will chase after you. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. After this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites come there as they were told. Da, 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 da. So now the children of Israel were in a seemingly difficult position, right? Because right in front of them was the Red Sea and behind them, Pharaoh and his chariots, his 600 chariots were coming after them. I'm not even going to talk about those annoying people and what they were saying because this story isn't about them. The focus is God, right? So in front of them was the Red Sea. Behind them was Pharaoh and his 600 chariots, you know, ready to take them back to Egypt. And then Moses was like, what are we going to do, God? And then God said, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground and i will harden the hearts of the egyptians and they will charge in after the israelites my great glory will be displayed through pharaoh and his troops his chariots and his charioteers when my glory is displayed through them all egypt will see my glory and know that i am god the children of israel were in a very difficult seemingly difficult situation right in front of them was the red sea behind them pharaoh and his chariots and they were coming after them and God wasn't bothered. He was like, why are you disturbing me? Do what you're supposed to do. Keep moving. Go ahead. And I'm like, there's water in front of us. How do we go ahead? And then God says, wait, pick up your staff and, you know, raise it towards the sea and let it divide. In our own human head, who would think of anything like that? In our mind, can we even fathom it? That we can cause a sea to part. Eh? And then God just says it easily. Raise up your, your, your stuff and just, you know, divide the waters and then walk through. Hmm. It shows nothing really is difficult for God. Remember Jesus said, with man, it may be impossible, but it's impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. This shows that our God is a God of impossibilities. Because, yo, how can that happen? And then if you look at the Bible, in the Old Testament, it wasn't just once it happened. This parting of water, it wasn't the first time. I think it's somewhere in Joshua that it happened. They also parted the waters again and then they were able to go on dry ground. So this miracle that he does is replicable. It's not like a one-off one, one -off thing. In the New Testament, 
Jesus walked on water. To us, it's shocking, but it's God. I mean, it's not supposed to be shocking. It's God. If we do it, yeah, 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 you know. But then it's God. Sometimes I feel like we don't rate God enough. Like, we know he's the one that created the seas. So why should parting it be difficult for him? It's okay if we're scared for ourselves, but then God, Yahweh, he who brings into existence all that exists, El Shaddai is with us. So why should we be afraid? Well, that's if he's on your side as if you know him if you don't know him or your your cases yeah verse 26 says when all the israelites had reached the other side the lord said to moses raise your hand over the sea again then the waters will rush back and cover the egyptians and their chariots and charioteers so as the sun began to rise moses raised his hand over the sea and the water rushed back into its usual place the egyptians tried to escape but the lord swept them into the sea the water returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers the entire army of pharaoh of all the egyptians who had chased the israelites into the sea not a single one survived guys when god is for you who can be against us now this doesn't mean we will not face trials or we will not have trying situations but then let us rest in the knowledge of who god is and say ah i'm having a headache at this you know what thinking about it is giving me a headache I'm just going to trust that God is going to take control and just let it go. See why it is so important for us to know God. If you do not know that God is in control of the elements, you'll be concerned. If you do not know that even though you have God, you will still face some trying situations. You'd be like, ah, why is this happening to me? It happened. It happened and it happens. So difficult situations will come. But then our God is above that difficult situation. So to recap, nothing takes God by surprise. God is not bothered by anyone or anything. God brags in himself because he has legal bragging right because he can do anything and when you have that god in your corner when you have that god in your heart brag on god that's it just brag on god brag on jesus i this god who parted the red sea this god who is creator of all things he is my god and he knows me god makes a distinction between those that are his and those that aren't so if you are his you are sorted you are sorted god is a promise keeper when you read the new testament you see all of the promises that we have through christ jesus and when you remember the fact that over 400 years ago god made the promise to abraham and he remembered he remembered god is a promise keeper god can help us find favor with man this is our god he's that and a whole lot more so rest in your knowledge of God. Thank you.